Marketing extraordinaire with a thrift shop habit. And forget Macklemore. You better call up Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Because we've got ourselves a Goodwill haunting. I'm so excited! Ah! Tonight on the show, we have Jamie. Jamie, what's new with you? Hi. Oh, not much. Anything um, exciting happening in your life this week where you are? Uh, No, but I just got back from traveling to D.C. for Labor Day, and that was pretty jazzy. Oh, nice. Was that just for the holiday, or did you go for a specific event? Uh, I went... My my boyfriend was going for a football game for the first game first like Texas game of the season and I just hopped on board the vacation. (laughs) It is that time of year, isn't it? It didn't really work out for me because I wound up at a six hour football game, but (laughs) that's fine. Oh, bummer. At least for me. I know (laughs) anybody out there that likes sports, good for you. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure our listeners will be curious to know a little bit about you, Jamie. So um, what do you do? What's important in your life? And what are some things that you're going to talk to us about tonight? Yeah, my name is Jamie. I am the head of marketing at a tech company. And I tend to say yes to a bunch of miscellaneous other marketing things. (laughs) Uh, And then outside of just work, um, I have a cat and a dog. And uh, I enjoy shopping. Um, I like gin. Uh, I like any sort of really tiny things. Um, So I watch like, there's a lot of um, kind of Japanese like tiny kitchen videos on Instagram and I'll watch those and tear up all the time. That's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, everything is just so small. I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of the, the gist. What's the, what's the favorite account that you follow? Is there one? Uh, there's, I mean, some of them are just called like tiny kitchen and like variations on that. Um, and then there's some different like, uh, Asian like food Instagrams where I watch people make crepes, like so many kinds of crepes. Um, those are really great too. And delicious sounding. Yeah, I'm getting hungry. So good. What are your pets' names? I have to ask that before we move on. Is one of them a crepe? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I'll save that though for the, I have a notes file on my phone of different pet names for the future. So, uh, I will make sure to add that. Um, But the current pets, uh, the cat is named Susie, and she's laying in front of me right now. And the dog's name is Reggie, and she is a lady, but the boyfriend named her because he thought it was funny. You can't see Erica, (laughs) but she just, like, put her hand in her heart and went, oh, did a little motion. (laughs) uh, Big big pet fans over here. We got two little cats in the room with us right now. One of them is curled up on top of my record player right now. I'm not sure how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Looks comfy. So we're so excited to have you on the show tonight. Um, Do you want to go ahead and just start 
telling us about your stories? Apparently you have multiple. And some of them involve a job that you used to have, like a former um, long-term, I don't know if it was long-term, job. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So one of my favorite hobbies is thrift shopping. and Me too. That's always been um, kind of a big part of my life. So my first job ever was actually at a Goodwill. Uh, It also happened to be within walking distance of my house, and I didn't own a car in high school. So uh, my options were either that or bagging groceries at Hy-Vee, so it was pretty clear-cut for me. Uh, So I have a a few different encounters. Two of them happened there uh, back when I was in high school, and then I have uh, one story just about a more recent trip to New Orleans with a bunch of girls. That was pretty fun. So the Goodwill. Yeah, what does it look like? Is it one of those great big Goodwills? Um, where is it located sort of like within the city? What kinds of things can we expect to find there? Because Goodwills are different depending on the it's town, true. depending on the area of town. You know, what you find um, is going to have different different qualities. So what was your Goodwill like? Uh, this Goodwill was in the suburbs of Omaha, Nebraska, and it was very close to my high school in the height of the Hollister and Abercrombie and Fitch days. So you could find a lot of that there. (laughs) I was going to say, I I imagine seeing lots of, you know, sewn on birds. Yes. Yes. Plenty, plenty of that. And our goodwill would mark up um, like Abercrombie jeans for no reason. So it was very, (laughs) (laughs) very ritzy, (laughs) but yeah. Um, I can get into it. I can. We can do this. Let's go. What happened? I think I'm ready. <laughs> what I'm happened? Ready. Average day at the Goodwill. You're selling some <laughs> overpriced Abercrombie jeans. And then? Yes. Uh, so it was uh, a pretty slow weekday. Uh, there hadn't been anyone in the store for a really long time. Uh, and... I was just standing at the front, um, kind of cleaning some things up. And uh, an older gentleman had walked into the store. Uh, And he came up to me and started asking about a specific movie that he was looking for. And uh, I remember it was a Judy Garland movie. It was older. um, And he had been talking about the fact that it was like one of his his, uh, late wife's favorite movies. So he was out looking for it. Uh, And then I had to, of course, explain the concept <laughs> of a goodwill <laughs> a little bit in, <laughs> in oh the God. sense that we're not a movie uh, store sir <laughs> yes um I don't know what we have or do not have there is literally no inventory system at all so really the only option um is to kind of go and look to see if we have it but usually when you I mean if anyone out there, Erica, I'm sure you know this. If you go to a thrift store looking for something, you will literally never find it. No, of course not. <laughs> I only find a lot of things like I really want if I don't have money to spend and I wasn't planning on it. Or it's like I went with you and I was looking for nothing and I find everything. You were reluctant to go with me and then you're like, I want to buy these five things. <laughs> That's how it always goes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he was looking for this really specific movie and I was like, well, uh, you know, we, we don't keep an inventory. The only option you have is to kind of uh, go to the back, uh, the back wall where we keep all the VHS tapes uh, and see if we've got it in stock. And I think I actually meant to look up the title 
of it, but it was something about summertime. It, um, I didn't know much else about it. I don't really, I'm not a huge Judy Garland fan or anything. So I didn't really think much of it. Um, but I pointed out where the movies were at the back of the store and finished what I was doing. It was a super slow day. So I was incredibly bored. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, well, I'll just go back there and help him find it. Um, or look for it at least, uh, kind of be efficient if I can assist in that way. Uh, and I was such a good employee, you know, <laughs> helping out <laughs> the customers. Um, but I went to the back wall where I had sent him to see uh, if he had had any luck in finding the movie. And he was not back there. And he wasn't really anywhere in the store. I kind of just assumed that he had, like, gone to the bathroom. So I didn't really think much of it. And then, like, 15 minutes went by. And I was like, it's super weird that he's not in the store at all because I've been like within sight of the front door this entire time. Yeah. And he has not left the store. (laughs) Uh, He's clearly not in the bathroom at this point. And I have no idea where this guy's gone. So it was just like a weird exchange. And then I asked the cashier who was at the front with me where the, the man who had come in had gone. And she was like, Jamie, no one's come into the store for like three hours. And I was like, uh, Jody, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I had this conversation in, in front of you, like within 30 feet of you about this Judy Garland movie. And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. No one came in. That never happened. And so I, I obviously went and looked at the movie and like the movie was real. And I was like, just the whole thing. It was just a very strange situation especially having an entire conversation within earshot of someone and then afterwards having them be like that never happened and nobody was there did you say the other employee in the store's name was judy jody jody dang it okay oh that (laughs) i was like oh my god well too like right there's no way you could have made it up because you had never heard of this movie before right no never so it's There's not like no, you dreamt it or like no possible way. Did you have a security tape or something where you like, I'm going to prove to you that I talked to this man? Uh, I, I wish we did not. We have a bunch of basically most goodwill. Is this like, this is probably very private information, but whatever. Most goodwills or a lot of them just have like the plastic bubbles that look like they're going over a security <laughs> camera. <laughs> I just want to say, I want to remind our listeners... I want to remind our listeners, this was years ago. This was, yeah. you know. They probably upgraded. Yeah, they probably entered 2018 with the rest of us in our high tech. Yeah, you could lives. still get a VHS tape player at the normal store. You didn't have to go to the Goodwill at this point in time. So it's probably been upgraded by now. So you can yes, continue to speak true. freely on the security status of Goodwill if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> did you look, did you have the movie? No, we didn't. <sighs> That would have been crazy, though. Yeah. So what did you make of it after that? Did you, like, what? where did he come from? Was he a person? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't think really heavily on it until the second encounter, like, at at that same Goodwill happened, where I was like, this is, like, officially too weird. (laughs) Wait, there's a second Uh, encounter at the Goodwill? Yes, same exact video. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, so it was probably, 
maybe like a year later, I was still working at that Goodwill, but I was, I had been promoted by this point because I was uh, doing awesome. In Such the a world. good employee. <laughs> yeah, congrats. At the ripe age of 18. Uh, and this was a different situation because it was a crazy busy Saturday. And I was standing up at the jewelry counter. Uh, most Goodwills will have like a glass case uh, where they keep the really nice stuff. <laughs> Uh, so that you have to ask an employee to give it um, or show it to you. And a woman was standing there with a few other people, and she had asked to see a bottle of perfume that was in the jewelry case, which, and it was a, an expensive bottle of perfume, but it's like partially used because it's a Goodwill, <laughs> but they don't really care. <laughs> uh, that's the deal, right? So she'd asked uh, to see the perfume in the case, and I went to grab it. And it totally, it totally biffed it and dropped it, uh, and it shattered all over the floor, which was super graceful. Uh, so I was, I was pretty, an, I was pretty annoyed with myself because it was already like a busy and kind of whatever the most stressful day at a Goodwill can can look like. Uh, so I was looking for paper towels to clean it up, and there wasn't any at the register. Um, so I was, I was just even more annoyed. So I went to get up to go grab paper towels and I turn around and there's this little girl who's standing there with like a wad of paper towels. And I just remember being like that, like I dropped this perfume 30 seconds ago. So for, in order for this little girl to, to go get the paper towels from the bathroom and bring them to me, it was like a 30 second sprint. It was, and it was very impressive. It's very <laughs> so, fast. Yeah, it was super fast. And she didn't say anything to me. She just handed me the paper towels. And I was like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, saving my butt right now. Uh, and I went and just cleaned up the, the mess. So that took me a little bit of time and um, threw that away. And then I got up to, to basically go find the little girl or her mom or whatever and thank her again and, like, swipe her a candy bar or something. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was really nice that she had, that she had done that. And I couldn't find her anywhere in the store. And it was kind of a similar situation where I went up. The woman was uh, looking at some other stuff at the jewelry case, the one who had asked for the perfume. And I was like, hey, did you see where that little girl went? And then and she was like, what little girl? And I was like, the little girl handed me paper towels. And she was like, there was not a little girl who handed you the paper towels. (laughs) And there were three three other people that were standing around that area. And I was like, did you see where she went? And they all were like, I haven't seen any little girl. I was like, well, the paper towels didn't just like apparate into my hand. So this whole situation doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And yeah, I went around looking for her in the store, nowhere to be found, kind of a super similar situation. And then I actually, uh, have this like terrible fear of like creepy children. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, then I was a little freaked out because she hadn't said anything to me. She just wordlessly handed me this wad of paper towels at light speed. And it was really weird. Yeah. The first situation didn't freak you out, but now that you're kind of comparing it to this one, you are a little afraid. What was it that was like unsettling about, about that? Uh, well, particularly with the second one that I had had like an actual exchange where paper towels were there <laughs> uh, and they didn't just appear and I didn't get them for myself. And there were more people around at that point. And I don't know. I want to say I pretty immediately like made 
a connection between the two things and was just thinking about it. Like, wow, this is now the second time where I've had conversations in front of people that they insist didn't happen and that the person was never there. (laughs) So I'm crazy or like something is going on here. And even like for the longest time, I didn't have any other like stories other than those two. And I don't know, I just kind of passed it off as um, the environment in the sense that most, I think we could probably agree that most Goodwillers are kind of filled with like dead people's stuff. (laughs) That's very interesting to me. So to me, it was like, well, if it's going to happen anywhere, I guess it makes sense. (laughs) That it would happen at a goodwill. How many cursed objects do you think are inside the average goodwill? Or haunted objects. <laughs> oh, man, probably a lot. Because I think we would get, like, full shipments of people's stuff or, like, um, full donations, I guess, of people's things. Like, if if they had an estate sale, like, the, the things that were left from the estate sale or... You know, in a lot of cases, if someone, you know, doesn't have an estate sale at all, then it just lines up there. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest thing you ever saw donated? Did you have to sort through the donations? Did you see anything that you were like, what the? <laughs> I didn't have to sort through them, but whenever anyone found anything weird who did have to sort through them, they would let all of us know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so there are some pretty weird things. Probably the most inappropriate is that sometimes we would get like sex toys donated. What? <laughs> then that's that's disgusting. Who uh, who goes to the goodwill? <laughs> I'm not gonna, about to answer well, that question. We would, we would throw them in the trash compactor, like they didn't go out on the shelf. <laughs> uh, one thing that did the weirdest thing that we ever put out on the shelf, I think, was like it was it was basically a preserved baby shark in a jar and we put a price tag of three ninety nine on it and someone bought it. Someone bought it. There's <laughs> always something. It? Who bought it? Oh, I don't know. I think he was like a 18 year old kid that was just being weird, but there's something for everyone at the Goodwill. Yeah. I do Absolutely. have one question. Okay. Okay. So you're not the first person that we've talked to that has maybe an irrational, but sometimes completely normal fear of terrifying children. And I'm curious, was there anything specifically off about this girl or was it just a normal child? Yeah. I mean, she, she seemed normal. Like she wasn't wearing like period clothing or anything like that. <laughs> uh, like a Victorian gown. Uh, like raid the Halloween costume aisle before coming. She up. wasn't like wearing a mask. no, the only thing, the only two things I thought were weird were one that she did not say a single word to me, and two that she had that the paper towels were there so fast. <laughs> but those were the only the only two pieces that really like stood out. Why do you think that these people or whatever they were, we haven't really said yet, um, revealed themselves to you or interacted with you and not anyone else? Oh man, I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to speculate, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I was just going to suggest that perhaps they knew that you were the most superior employee. Oh, I mean, that's a great theory. <laughs> they knew that you could help them find the video. They knew you were a great curator of their objects and she helped you in your time of need. 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I do thrift shop a lot. So you would think that this would have a more lasting impact on me in terms of what I would buy, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about, though, the jewelry case. Specifically jewelry, I always feel a little bit creeped out buying um, from Goodwill because, yeah, like you said, they belong to people's estates and things like that. And if anything's going to be haunted or cursed, it's definitely like a really cool ring Mm -hmm. or like an amulet. But I do have a ring that I wear every week, like if not every day that I got at Goodwill. I think it was $3.99. That seems to be a common price. But (laughs) it's like silver, but painted over with gold and like this really cool oblong shape. And then the center stone, it's not even a stone, but it flips over and one side of it is this white reflective kind of stone. And the other side is this black reflective stone. And it kind of like moves at will. And so I tell people that it's ref- that it shows what mood I'm in. I'm happy you're not. That sounds amazing. <laughs> How about your other story? Because you have one more, right? I do. Ha- I do have one more. Uh, and like I said, I had passed. Like I, I really hadn't. the The fact that the other two stories happened at a Goodwill, I was like, well, yeah, Goodwill's dead people stuff totally makes sense. We're gonna close the book on that one. And then nothing nothing weird happened to me for, like, a super long time. And I don't know if this, like, is considered, like, a fully paranormal encounter. It's probably a little bit different. But it was just, like, a re- really weird coincidence for me. And it does take place in New Orleans. And I'm, I guess I could probably preface this by saying that I had had a couple of daiquiris. <laughs> so... <laughs> That may or may not play a part in this, but essentially um, I had gone to, this was last year, so this is fairly recent, uh, and I had gone to New Orleans on kind of a girl's trip with uh, six of my best friends, and we had been kind of exploring the city. Uh, we went, we like got tattoos on Frenchman Street. Uh, we of did. what? Uh, we all got the number of the Roman numeral seven. Um, cause we'd all been friends for seven years and there's seven of us. That is so sweet. Yeah, it was neat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had done that and, uh, we, we had kind of gone, uh, to Bourbon Street, but Bourbon was super duper busy, um, and kind of crazy. So we didn't stay there too long and eating some good food and all that stuff. And there was a, an evening where we sort of wound up in like a random, pocket of New Orleans where there weren't there weren't really any like bars or anything like we had sort of got ourselves a little bit lost and it was kind of late at night and everything around us seemed closed and we didn't quite know exactly where we were and then out of nowhere there was like a torrential downpour and none of us were prepared for it because it was not like on the weather uh apps at all not that those are 100% accurate all the time but anyway so we were we were not dressed for this occasion and not prepared and we were running through the streets and it's just raining like crazy and we get like three blocks in and we still haven't found anything and uh then kind of (laughs) in the the middle of the in the middle of the night (laughs) there was a like a light we could say and there's a bar there and there's no name on this bar or anything. And it just sort of like appears kind of like a like a little girl with paper towels when you break a thing of perfume. Uh, <laughs> and 
yeah, so this is like bar had appeared and, and kind of saved our butts. Um, and I, again, I didn't think anything of it. It was just like, oh, lucky, like we stumbled upon this bar in the middle of this torrential rainfall. How fortunate. It was fortunate. And there were exactly seven seats inside. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a really nice bar and I still couldn't even tell you what the name of it was. Um, but it was there and that was helpful. And yeah, I didn't think anything of it at all. It was just like, glad this was here. Thank you very much. Uh, now I can go home in an Uber and that's the end of that night. And then it wasn't until the next night where we decided to go on a new Orleans has a bunch of vampire and ghost tours that you can do. Of course. I'm so Uh, glad you did that. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it was pretty funny. Uh, it, it was a little bit hokey and like the, the tour guide was like, definitely like thought he was part vampire. Like, I'm, I mean, I definitely don't think I believe in vampires, but I was going to say, how themed is this tour? Like, are you like driving around in a hearse or? No, we're just walking. So we're just walking around New Orleans and he has like the fang implants. Do you know what I mean? Like he has like the fake fangs in. Oh, I've seen those. I almost bought some once for a Halloween costume, but not the like full deal implants. Wait, yeah, maybe he had his teeth sharpened. Oh yeah, they might be actual his teeth. I mean, he was talking about how his girlfriend was a vampire. And they had, like, done this tooth thing together. Anyway, it was super weird. But (laughs) so we're on this tour, and we're, like, going around town, and he's telling all these stories about, like, vampires flying out of church steeples and That he had seen, or are these just stories? (laughs) Just old stories. Like, in 1802, on the corner of the street, like, two people died, and they had puncture wounds in their neck and things like that. Uh, or on like a different corner was something about a sultan who had gotten murdered and so now he haunted the courtyard and just different things like that, um, which were interesting and it's fun. Um, and I didn't think anything about the tour. We were just like having a good time. And then uh, we like turn a corner uh, while we're walking around and I realized that we are literally standing in front of the bar that we were at the night before. And the tour guide is kind of like, yeah, this, this, this story isn't, you know, maybe as juicy as some of the other ones, but this bar is haunted by a ghost named Mary and she's known as a protector of women. And she just tends to uh, do small things to help women in their time of need. So for example, uh, one time a woman couldn't pay her rent and she found a hundred dollars in the bathroom and just some like small little things that happened at this bar. And that's when I was like, this is totally weird because the guy would have no idea that the night before, like it had literally like this bar had provided shelter for like seven girls in a rainstorm. That is incredible. I was like, that's the weirdest coincidence, if if anything, because he would have no clue that that had happened to us the night before. And it was the bar he was standing in front of. So it was definitely like, a goosebumps moment. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did your friends think? What'd they say when, did you just look at each other with like wide eyes or what did you talk about later? Yeah. I would say three of us were, <laughs> were like, that is the craziest thing we've ever heard. And then the other four were a little bit like, whatever, daiquiris. So 
I'm imagining it's like the end of a lifetime movie or something, you know, where, you know, this, this whole thing happens. And then like, right at the end, they're on this tour and everybody just gives each other the like knowing look of like, and then cut to credits. I don't think you've seen very many lifetime movies. That's not how they work. Hey, you don't know my Christmas season. Yeah. Don't they usually end in. There's usually some sort of ghost. There's usually some sort of mansion. There's usually some sort of kissing. Yeah. Maybe I think of Hallmark. He only watches this shit at Christmas. And only at my parents' house because I don't pay for cable. <laughs> I'm wondering too, like, okay, she did does small things for women. She provided you shelter. Was there anything else she was protecting you from besides that? The rain? Um, more daiquiris. Because <laughs> the bar was closed. The lady just let us, like, hang out there. Like, the actual oh. bartender lady, not Mary the ghost. But you never know, right? <laughs> but I never know. Yeah, did you see the bartender lady the next day? I didn't. Oh, that is so cool. Because I feel like when I'm traveling, if there's a place that I've happened upon and it was kind of magical or I had a good experience there that I wasn't expecting, it's almost always impossible to find that place again. You know? Right. Like you you make a point to go back there and you just can't. Um and then you ended up there, not even by your own design, by this tour that you went on and someone took you there. How crazy. Right. It's like Midnight. The Have you seen the movie Midnight in Paris? No. Tell me about it. So good. <laughs> uh, it has Owen Wilson and Rachel McAdams in it. And he's like a really, he's trying to write a novel. Um, and he ends up like, getting in a really old timey car and it takes him kind of back in time and he hangs out with Salvador Dali and Ernest Hemingway and all these people. And then the next night he tries to go hang out with them again, but he can't find it. Wow. Sorry. I couldn't resist. (laughs) That movie sounds great. I'm going to watch it. It's really, really good. No, that was an Owen Wilson voice. That was an Owen Wilson Question mark. Yeah. I was like, wow. You know, like I said, the whole thing on the internet. No, I'm the only one. Okay. I got it. I got you. I got it. Did you talk to the vampire man about what happened the previous night? Did he have a response? I didn't. I kind of didn't want to give him the satisfaction of knowing that. (laughs) Oh, he could have used it on his tour in the future. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Did you believe in these sorts of things before you encountered them? What was your relationship to the paranormal before Goodwill? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it formed any strong opinion. I still don't, the way I feel about it now is like, I still don't really know, but I can't explain some of these things like in any other logical way or otherwise, I guess. Sure. You know, I just, I don't know how you explain like having entire conversations in front of people that no one can recall. Do you think they were ghosts? Do you think they were apparitions? Do you think they were there or not there? What do you what do you make of the whole yeah, what's situation? What's the category if you had to give it a category? Yeah, I would place it in the ghost realm for sure. And you said you haven't experienced anything since between Goodwill and New Orleans, you didn't experience anything and you haven't experienced anything since last year on this New Orleans trip. No, no. And I don't like I don't go looking <laughs> For any kind of experiences like this or anything like that, I don't, and you know, creepy children for sure. I <laughs> definitely try to avoid. 
if one of our listeners was to have an experience similar to yours, like they had a conversation that seemed by chance or they seemed helped by a person that was not there or was a ghost or whatever, what would be your advice for them? How do you, how are you supposed to respond to a situation like that? I don't know that I've ever, I mean, in the first two cases, like I didn't have a chance to respond, I guess. Like I didn't know, I didn't have feelings about what was happening in the moment until afterwards. I didn't realize it was weird or that other people wouldn't realize it was happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't know that I had a full like chance to, I guess, properly respond to that. Um, I guess in the, in the second case, it was more like neat. Um, You know, I, I suppose in all three cases, like I didn't feel like anything was scary or spooky or, malevolent or anything like that definitely not like any movie (laughs) that I have chosen not to watch because I also don't like scary movies at all so I don't know I feel like just kind of being open to it is nice I think that's the most interesting thing to me about these stories Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that you didn't have a chance to respond because they didn't seem like an encounter they just right. felt like a normal part of your day. And then all of a sudden it was changed, right? And so many of the stories that we hear about, you know, paranormal, extra normal experiences, it's scary. It's threatening. Um, it really sh- can shake people. And it may have shaken you upon, you know, reflecting on these moments later. But I think there's something to the idea that like, you know, just because we don't understand it, it's not. It's not scary. Like we can have maybe good experiences too. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Well, it also just reminds me of this idea that at any moment you could experience these things. Like maybe the world's a little bit more magical than we immediately assume. Maybe you need to watch that Judy Garland movie and see if it has any (laughs) like prophecies for your life. Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch it. I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Well, you'll have to tell us how the movie is because now I'm super curious. I know. I'm going to look it up. I love Judy Garland. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. And thanks for talking to us and sharing your stories. They're, They're super interesting. We wish you well on all your future thrifting endeavors. May your home not be cursed by any objects. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Adam, what's your favorite thing that you've ever bought at a thrift store? I'm going to have to say Carl's. Carl's. (laughs) Okay, but I don't think our listeners are going to know who Carl's is. So please explain, elaborate. Okay, Carl's is a chicken. Um, He is a vintage chicken. He is a brightly painted, enameled sculpture of a chicken. (laughs) That one day... (laughs) Sounds sexy. (laughs) Yeah, it's... Oh man, he's hot. Um, No, Um, But one day, I'll tell the story really quickly about it. Um, One day, uh, it was the middle of the winter. It was Oregon. It was rainy. It was dreary. It was sad. And uh, Erica and I, we were walking around thrift stores in the neighborhood uh, of where she gets her haircut, which is a little bit away from our house. And so we try to spend some time in the area when we're out there. And uh, you know what? I just felt that something lit up inside of her when we saw that chicken in the store. And so when she was in getting her haircut, I went back to the store. I gave him the 20 bucks. And I walked out with Carl's. And now he lovingly adorns our kitchen nook uh, 
so nicely. He brightens my life. Mm, well, thank I'm you. glad you think so. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Erica? What's your uh, favorite thing you've ever gotten at a thrift store? Oh my God, this is way too hard for me because I think my entire wardrobe is from thrift stores and clothing swaps and garage sales. Mm. And you know, I you'll find me in the bedroom like going through my shit like once every season to get rid of the things that I'm not that interested in anymore, go swap them out at the buy, sell trade. So this is kind of a cruel question. So many (laughs) of my things, like I don't have a favorite. Uh, I wish I was more like you. I never get rid of my shit. I have so much old crap in my closet. I need to do a goodwill run. I don't know though. I just find it so hard to go in there and you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's this big place. There's so much going on. It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, overwhelming. That's that. the right word. You know, and, and like we talked about during the, the chat with Jamie, right? Like if you go in there looking for something, you're not going to find you it. You will never find it. And, and there's no concept of inventory anyway. So it's, it's a waste of time to like go in with anything but like no expectations. I wonder if I even have a concept of my own inventory. Do I know what I have in my closet? Probably not. I'm like Goodwill. Mm. But you know what? That's actually something that I took away from this chat with Jamie, actually, that I think is kind of interesting, you know? Just like in any thrift store, if you go in looking for something, you're not going to find it. She didn't go looking for these experiences, right? Like, she didn't go looking to meet a ghost. It might have been goodwill hunting, but it was not ghost hunting. It was not ghost hunting. (laughs) And that's what's unique about it, right? Like, it was an everyday event for her. She was just going to work. She was just hanging out with her friends. And then all of a sudden something small, seemingly insignificant, a little girl with some paper towels. Yeah. <laughs> and and now it's this event that she remembers for the rest of her life. Like really lodging itself inside her memory. Yeah. That, that's cool. And how fitting that like all of her experiences took place in places where you're meant to find unexpected things. Aww. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So the question then becomes for our listeners, how do we invite more of these moments into our lives? Wondering, do you have any tips? Any experiences that you've had where that subtle twist changed everything? Tweet at us at NPN Podcast and let us know. And as always, make sure to subscribe to our weekly show on your favorite podcast purveyor or at our website, npnpodcast.com. See you next week. Normal Paranormal is a super secret club production. Our theme music is by The Envy Corps. Visit our website, npnpodcast.com, or our Twitter, at npnpodcast, for updates and the latest episodes.